the Constitution is such a strong document to form a foundation for a, a country that exhibits amazing freedoms and, and rights for the people that live there. Yeah. But there's one thing in particular in that document that might maybe should have had a little asterisk next to it yeah. that, that, that accounted for today's day and age, which the founding fathers did not. This idea was built out for so many different reasons, for well-regulated militia, and more so to defend for our ability to defend ourselves from a tyrannical government. Yeah. So now you've got these guys in Arkansas with our AR-15s thinking to themselves that when I have to rise up against the government, which has AC-130 gunships yeah. and F-15 bombers, My that AR they're going to be sitting, <laughs> if the government wants you dead, yeah. you're, you're dead. dead. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Arm Scholar Podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we are going to be reacting to a conversation between Logan Paul and another popular YouTube channel known as the Sidemen. This is a conversation talking about the introduction of gun control, the Second Amendment at large. And this is important because this is a cultural topic happening between two very big YouTube personalities, YouTube channels. I think in combination, these two YouTube channels have close to like 30, 40 million uh, just subscribers on YouTube alone, probably more than that. And their reach is absolutely insane. And here you have both of these sides, both of these two big YouTube channels advocating for gun control. So let's look at this. It's really quick. Good. Okay. Just as my transaction was, I just moved to Arizona. Yep. I went, here's my ID. They go, all right. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Right. This is alien. That's as you guys can tell, this conversation is going to be very generalized. Uh, the people here talking, Logan Paul, the other people on the Impulsive podcast, you know, Mike Malek and, and everybody that's associated with Logan Paul, plus his other YouTube channel personalities, the Sidon, which I'm not super familiar with, but I believe they're out of the UK. This whole conversation about gun control is going to be very generalized. They don't know any of the illegal intricacies that go in with, of course, the Second Amendment, the legal process, like you just heard there, to actually purchase a firearm. Here you have one of Logan Paul's, uh, not guests, but it's one of his co-hosts um, for his podcast is mentioning that when he moved to Arizona, all he had to do was walk into a gun store, give them their ID, and he just, you know, got a gun. Now, of course, he went through a background check. He went through the FBI NIC system. NIC system. He filled out a 4473. They found out he was not a prohibited person, and that's how he got in possession of that firearm. So it's not as simple as he just walked into a gun store, grabbed one, and walked out. There are other things that go on under federal law, and of course, a lot of that stuff's going to be left out. So in my head, why did right? you buy it? Uh, just to protect myself, and I'll give you the reason why. My mom has a, a, a piece in her purse. Yep. My sister does when we grew up he knows how i shoot i would go shooting every single day okay and my dad taught me this is better to have it and not need it than need it and not have and it. that's a very american thought process you know i'd rather have it and not need it. we all say that we've okay. said that since day one we sit there and as people in other countries of the world we look at you guys and we are dumbfounded yes we are blown away yes by your guys situation to a point of almost humor okay. like we are almost laughing yeah. at how you guys act from uh, a from a well, standpoint of one thing to clear up is right london in the uk isn't much better people get stabbed on a probably daily so here they're going to go talking about how in the uk they have a very big violence issue crime issue um and that gun control has not solved it at all but i want to go back to something that mike was mentioning um, they're framing this as if this is an American topic. Now, I understand, of course, we have the Second Amendment here in the U.S., but the, US, the, you know, the Second Amendment in the U.S. and the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, 
does not give you rights. It simply just says what the government cannot do to infringe on a fundamental human right or a God-given right, as in my belief, an inalienable right that is not isolated just to U.S. residents. This is something that should be applied to every single nation. Now, every single nation does not have something like the Second Amendment, but that doesn't mean that their citizens, that their residents, that those people that live in those nations do not have these fundamental human rights. It just means that their government is not recognizing that right, that they are infringing on that right, that they are restricting those individuals from being able to defend themselves, defend their family members to defend their country against, you know, tyrants, foreign or domestic. So again, they love to frame this a lot of times as something that's isolated just to the US, but this is a human right. This is a fundamental right that does not have borders. This is something that applies to every nation and should apply to every nation, it applies to every state here in the US and just does not disappear because of magical invisible borders that delineate something from the US to a different nation. Anybody. Every have night, every night. Happened. Happened. Really, really yeah, quick, when, when's the last mass stabbing you had? Where, where, okay, no, where it's, thirty it's people died. It's, okay, so it's Both hard. More this was, it's, and it's also quite hard to mass stab people. hundred percent. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what I'm getting at. So that's what I'm getting yeah, yeah. at. Have you had any school stabbings lately? Like where thirty not, kids got not, stabbed? No, no. Okay, yeah. So, you know, Mike's mentioning, you know, when was the last time there was a mass stabbing? Now, let's go by the context of what you know, variety of sources claim to be so-called mass, you know, shootings in the U.S. You know, you have multiple sources that define these so-called mass shootings as different things. You have the FBI and their statistics that simply says, you know, two to three individuals that are injured in any one incident qualifies as a mass shooting. Then you have other ones that's two, sometimes three, sometimes four. But let's just go by the FBI's, you know. So if you were to look at the U.K., then, yes, there are multiple mass stabbings that happen every single day in the UK. Now, is it in the context of like, you know, school incidents and these mass casualty incidents or however you want to define them that are much more publicized? No, maybe those don't happen as frequently, but even in the context of firearms in the US, these school incidents don't occur every single day. These statistics that they throw out as far as mass shootings and they define as mass shootings or mass casualty incidents in the US, a lot of those and a lot of those statistics and numbers are simply gang related. It's gang related shootings um, that happen every single day in the inner cities and in, you know, Democrat run cities like Chicago and L.A. and San Francisco and all these other, you know, common ones that we talk about quite frequently. They're happening there in those localities. So, yes, to respond to Mike, those, you know, knife incidents happen every single day in the U.K., if you want to use the same standards that the gun control people use in the U.S. to try to infringe on our rights. If, say, in Arizona, they pass yeah. a law, you're like, you have to return your guns. I know, sadly, when I return my guns, criminals are not. And then go to the other point where he's talking about, you know, just because if, let's say, the state of Arizona passed a law where there was a mandatory buyback, you know, of course, it's not going to do anything to pack, impact criminals. Criminals are not going to be the ones who would go engage in the mandatory buyback. It would be law abiding people who are threatened of criminal convictions, serious felony convictions, who would be the ones who would be forced to actually turn in their firearms and criminals would not actually turn those in. And that goes with all gun control. The, all the federal gun control, all the state gun control does absolutely nothing to actually stop criminals to stop criminal conduct. 
All it does is impact the law-abiding people, and yet still the federal government, the state governments, the state governors, and the legislators still put in place further gun control. I mean, we have thousands of federal gun control laws on the books, and we have thousands of state gun control laws on the books, and it has stopped absolutely no crime. Look at California. They have some of the strictest gun control laws out of any state and the crime rates in some of these you know, cities like L.A. and San Francisco are the highest in the entire nation. Here's what we were, here's what I was talking about with the guy the other day. They they will say. And, and by the way, I, w- I want to say this. I'm not I'm not anti-gun. I don't think you seem I, I like it. No, I'm not. I, I'm one thing. I'm let me let me talk. One thing I will say is that I'm, I am anti I think we need to dial back on ARs. Yeah. I really do. Yes. I think, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Like I've the, seen, the idea seen, of putting that level of Don't warm up, sell guns. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. So yeah, you, don't. So this is what I'm saying, right? <laughs> that is sort of alien to me as well, is that you could roll up to, say, a Walmart and say, hey, I need that rifle. Right now. Like, like, right now. But, 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 I, get, I, I can kind of understand a handgun or whatever. I can kind of understand it. But the fact you're you're whipping around with, like, this war-ready sh- You know what I'm saying? So, so why do you? So, so many things to point out there. And again, there's this is a very generalized conversation about guns and gun control. And you can tell from people who don't actually know much about this topic. Um, For one point, Walmart has removed firearms, I believe, from most stores. So I think maybe there's a few isolated stores here and there in some states where you could. but, you know, Walmart and other stores like Dick's and Sporting Goods and a lot of other stores have pulled firearms from their shelves because of the anti-gun agenda. And then when it comes to the evil AR-15, you know, a lot of times you'll hear them reference them as so-called assault weapons here in this podcast. And they call them automatic firearms and that nobody needs these military rifles and nobody would need to purchase them. Um Of course, we all know that an AR-15 is not an assault weapon. Um, There's not even a clear definition of what a so-called assault weapon would be federally. Some states have a legal definition, but those definitions vary from state to state. Really, what they're talking about is just simply AR-15s, and they're trying to say that there are assault weapons, that they shoot automatic, and that nobody would need them. And then they say, well, I could understand why someone would need a handgun. But really, if you were to look at the statistics of so-called gun violence, and no, there's no such thing as gun violence, but if you were to look at the FBI statistics of what they put together as gun violence, you would find that most of this so-called gun violence happens through not something like a rifle, like an AR-15, but happens predominantly through something like a handgun. And yet we have this weird anti-gun agenda that vilifies the scary AR-15s that targets these scary AR-15s and wants to ban them completely. And yet they say, oh, we're okay with handguns. Now, if they were being consistent, why would you not target something? Or if you were being logical, why would you not target something like a handgun, which actually makes up a majority of, you know, the so-called gun violence? And again, gun violence isn't anything real. It's just a term that they coin you know, it's simply just crime or really what happens a lot of times when you put together that uh, definition of gun violence, a lot of times it also includes things like suicide. Um, You know, so a lot of those numbers are inflated as well. But if you were being logical, why would you not target handguns? And it just shows you that they've really not looked into this issue at all. They're just adopting a lot of the mainstream talking points um, and then putting it on a podcast putting it out to their subscribers, which again are millions and millions of people here on YouTube. We are at a point 
right now, America, where it, is, where it is very hard to reverse engineer yeah, a say, problem yeah. that has yeah. been hundreds yeah. of years in the making. Too far gone. And it's the, it's the, like compound interest, right? Bingo. You've bingo. compounded. No, but, and no, the, but. The, the other issue is the Constitution is such a strong document to form a foundation for a, a, a country that exhibits amazing freedoms and, and rights for the people that live there. Yeah. But there's one thing in particular in that document that might maybe should have had a little asterisk next to it yeah. that, that, that accounted for today's day and age, which the founding fathers did not. So that's a bold statement for Logan to make. Essentially, he's saying that he agrees with almost everything else in the Constitution, everything else in the Bill of Rights, that it's led to the best nation that's ever existed. However, he says that he believes the Second Amendment is, you know, wrong that he thinks that the founding fathers should have put an asterisk next to it. Now, I would encourage, which I don't think he would ever do, but I would encourage Logan to go do some historical research about the founders, about the ratification of the Second Amendment in 1791. Look at some of the historical context, look at some of the historical discussions by some of the founders. Read at least, you know, the recent Supreme Court decisions in Heller and Bruin, because there's a lot of historical discussion about the Second Amendment in those Supreme Court decisions, you know, about what the founders intended. And he would find that you shall not be infringed was put there very purposefully. It was not something that was done flippantly. It was not something where they didn't think about the potential um, consequences. In fact, recently in the Bruin decision, you had Thomas talk about the when he rejected the whole public interest argument, which essentially this whole podcast here, what they're talking about is a public interest argument that we've seen made a million times by various states like California and their attorney generals in the variety of lawsuits that have been engaged in. It's just simply a public interest argument talking about how in the public's best interest, we need to ban X, Y, and Z. We need to put in place this restriction, this restriction, this gun control. So here they're just advocating the prototypical public interest arguments. But what Justice Thomas and the Supreme Court justices recently said in Bruin, and again, it's nothing new. They're just pulling from the historical context, was that at the time of the ratification of, of the Second Amendment 1791, you reject current day's public interest and the weighing of this because at that time in 1791, the founders engaged in the public interest. They weighed the public's interest when they put in place the Second Amendment, and they weighed those. They weighed the risks versus the benefits, and they found that the benefits clearly won out, and that's why they put in place the Second Amendment, because it was more important that you, as a citizen of the United States, have the ability to defend yourself, your family members, and those around you you know, through a farms or whatever other types of arms, that that was more important, that you needed that ability to defend yourself. You needed the ability to defend your nation um, from, you know, the government itself, if, we, if it became tyrannical or foreign invaders. Because, again, in the context of what just happened, the founders just fought a revolutionary war against, you know, the sidemen's country, you know, against the British who, uh, who were trying to be tyrannical and were trying to place restrictions on the colonials. And so they fought the revolution against the UK, well, against the British. Um, and so, again, I would encourage them to look at the historical context, because really what they're just doing here is pushing for public interest arguments and not realizing that those things 
that they are concerned about were actually expressly addressed by the founders at the time. And the founders knew that there would be technological advancements. The founders knew that, you know, if you were to look at the context of the First Amendment, they knew that there would also be technical technological advancements when it came to the First Amendment, freedom of speech and due process and all these other things. And they purposely put in place still the Bill of Rights to protect those fundamental human rights, uh, you know, despite potential changes in technology or whatever, uh, because they knew how important those fundamental rights were. Built out for so many different reasons, for well-regulated militia, and more so to defend, for our ability to defend ourselves from a tyrannical government. Yeah, I.e., I.e., Great Britain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, we yeah. got out of that situation. The red we coast. Wanted, you lot don't like the red coast. We wanted our ability yeah. to defend ourselves. Yeah. So now you've got these guys in Arkansas with their AR-15s, <laughs> thinking to themselves that when I have to rise up against the government, which has AC-130 gunships yeah. and F-15 bombers, My that they're going to be sitting, <laughs> Pony, if the government wants you dead, yeah. you're, you're dead. You're going to die. It's over. Right? There's, no, there's no, so, so, here's, so here's the thing at, at play here. Again, I don't, it's adopting of just these mainstream media talk points, talking points, to push back against Mike in this statement that he's making. And it's the same statement that Biden likes to make all the time about how, oh, your AR-15 is going to do nothing against, you know, our jets and our tanks and all that. Historically, even in modern times, in the U.S.'s recent history, just look at the wars in Iraq, the wars in Afghanistan, the wars in Vietnam. You had a small, you know, individual groups of Small people that weren't these big conglomerates with a military industrial complex like the U.S. You're fighting with AKs, fighting with whatever they can find. And they tied the U.S. into a multi-year, multi-generational war in the context of Iraq and Afghanistan, in the context of Vietnam. So to, you know, they don't they act as if we are not aware of recent history to push back against this point by Mike and the same thing that Biden puts forward all the time. Just look at our recent history. Just look at small warfare, guerrilla warfare, small tactics, um, a s individuals with rifles, handguns, improvised weapons can do a lot of damage against a tyrannical government. And they can do a lot to push back against a tyrannical government. And in our history, you know, you had the underdog in the U.S. and the United States and the colonials fighting against one of the greatest uh, military forces at the time, which was Great Britain. And they won. America has done a very good job of saying, well, this is where we're at. So unfortunately, this is where we're at. Mm. Guns have one job. Kill people yeah. that kill. That's it. Kill animals, yeah. kill. Protect, wait, protect. You can't put a... You but, can't but, put, but in what way? In what way? By doing what? By doing what? But by doing what? But no, listen. Yeah. So, no, but you protect by just, shooting, which will probably kill. kill. No, you yeah. don't have to. I'll shoot you in the leg. So if I... No, that's not how we're trained. That's how you don't train. Who are you trained by? The Navy SEALs? Who are you, you trained by? You can protect by just, no one, just pulling out. You're shooting in center yeah. mass. You're not training. You can't, just, you can't just say anybody who has a gun is like. That was a good point that was just made in passing. If you were to actually look at some of these uh, CDC, CDC statistics and some other statistics, which are left out sometimes, um, they don't always account for self-defense situations that were prevented or where someone's life was saved because, yes, maybe they did pull a firearm and it stopped whatever criminal conduct 
at that time. So a lot of the statistics actually don't account for that. Um, so that's a really good point that was made in passing where it's not always necessarily that you have to shoot the individual. Sometimes the firearm itself is enough of a deterrent. Now, in the context of pulling your firearm, there's a lot of things you have to take into consideration, and that is not for this podcast. Maybe we'll do a self-defense podcast in the future. Um, but you have to make sure that when you're pulling your firearm that you are potentially going to engage in um, – lethal self-defense, you have to make sure that all those legal components to have a justified shooting are present and, you know, immediacy, proportionality, uh, you know, your fear of great bodily death or injury to yourself or others. There are legal considerations you have to take into account if you're going to pull your firearm. But yes, there are millions of millions of incidences where someone pulled their firearm, did not actually fire a shot, but still it protected their lives or other individuals' lives. Where do you think bad people get guns? Robbers, thieves, people like that. From good people. From good people. From good people. Now, when the good people, now I'm not saying this isn't a problematic, and, I'm, and it sucks if I have to be one of the people that has to die yeah. so that in 30 years, <laughs> kids at school don't have to worry about getting shot. Yeah. There may be 10 years where there are some guns in the hands of good people or bad people and not good people. Yeah. Just like global warming. People may have to suffer in the short term for the greater good of the country, but eventually those guns will dry up in the hands of good people and bad people will have nowhere to get them from. There's never, as a day-to-day -day normal person, right? I'm just here to live. If I was a US resident, I would never feel like I would need to have something that could end a life. I don't want the, res I don't want the responsibility, responsibility to think, oh, I might have to end a life. Again, I just appreciate it. At least, I mean... I would hope you would have a different thought process as far as this. And it's something that we've addressed even with the recent Lex Friedman podcast where Lex is saying, you know, if I carried a firearm, maybe I would engage in more violence or whatever. And there's a lot of people who have this strange fear surrounding having a firearm and, and carrying it. But, you know, it's everybody's prerogative to decide that for themselves. If they are mature enough, responsible enough to have a firearm, to carry it, to be willing to defend their life and other people's life, to take on that responsibility, to take on the responsibility of knowing the laws, to take on the responsibility of training and being efficient with the firearm. So I, I can't knock him necessarily for that because I think that's something for everybody to decide, but then to say, well, I don't feel comfortable with firearms, therefore no one should have firearms, I think, of course, I do not agree with. Today, if something goes south, I might have to end the life. But I feel like the only reason you're, it's, again, it's compounded from so many decades and years, right? The only way you, 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 you're thinking, I may have to end the life today to protect myself is because it's happened for so many, like, it's happened for so many years. I agree. It's nuts. So when, when the Constitution was being written, listen, they had muskets, bro. Yeah. Try to shoot anything with a f***ing bayonet on the end. That's yeah. But here's where we're at today. We're not with muskets anymore. No. I think there's two things that's in my mind when, I, when we talk about these things. One is what I said before. We're not going to remove guns from bad people. Like The guy's not going to be like, oh, look, yeah, the government Better says give, give it guns. back. I'm going to give it back. Two, I think we need a better job for sure when it comes to getting a gun. I don't think you can you have to be 25 to rent a car but 18 to get a gun. That's, That's crazy. weird. That's backwards. That's weird. Right, so really I think backwards. there should be like a test, a schooling. Harder back. It's and so this is where they start pushing heavy for a variety of gun control talking points. Um, they find issue with age restrictions. Well, you have to have you 25 to rent a car, which again I think is really stupid. How about we just change that? But 
then they say, well, I don't think an 18 year old who is considered legally as an adult should have a firearm or should be able to purchase a firearm. I would say, well, then why do we even set the age limit to 18 year olds as treat them as adults? Because we let them go to war, die for their country. We let them get married, enter into contracts, purchase a car if they want, um, do a ton of things. We consider them as an adult. We let them vote and all that stuff. But then we would say, well, you're not mature enough to have a firearm again. It's just interesting some of the common talking points, the anti-gun content, you know, talking points that have bled into this podcast, have bled into that conversation, and is going out to millions and millions of viewers. Background checks, regulations on automatic rifles or uh, assault rifles, yes. ARs I specifically. Agree. Um, 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 uh, bu- buybacks, buybacks for ARs, and ban ban certain weapons with. Uh, um, uh, a chamber that uh, exceeds a certain capacity. And I- so there, Logan Paul, the, one of the most popular YouTubers, is advocating for some of the most popular gun control laws that every town, Giffords and Biden and the anti-gun you know people pushing the anti-gun agenda want. Mandatory buybacks, bans on AR-15s or so-called scary assault weapons, bans on so-called large capacity magazines, essentially any magazine that holds more than 10 rounds. They want to put in place national red flag law. So here you have Logan advocating for, you know, the most popular gun control laws that are out there that the gun control advocates would love to get passed. And here you have one of the most popular YouTubers advocating for federal national gun control and restricting your second amendment rights and red and red flag legislation really quickly i'm we're having a we're having a theoretical conversation here i am i don't want them to take all the guns that's ridiculous i'm saying that yeah but there is simple what i really truly believe to be common sense reform that is ready to be signed in in legislation right now that is simply being blocked by People who have financial gains to be made by those being blocked. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting. So easy to if you say you have a mental illness or something. It's, it's very easy to uh, want attention, and and people that are wired differently now want attention by shooting scores. That's shooting that, that, that like. would be another solution. You need yeah, the like, media needs to be very strictly controlled when yes. these things happen, so yes. that the shooter gets uh, or the perpetrator gets absolutely yeah. zero. So they're essentially what they're advocating is a restriction on the First Amendment, on the press, by saying, hey, press, you can't report on this. We're going to give the government control to say what you can and can't report on, which, of course, I'm opposed to. I do think that there needs to be a cultural shift where we don't have every mainstream media, you know, once one of these incidents happens, jumping on it, broadcasting every single second, running days and days on end, you know, putting the criminals face on the you know channel blasting them, giving them the attention that they want. I think there needs to be a cultural shift, but I am vehemently opposed to giving the government the control to say what the news media can and can't say. No, and, and make no mistake, the, the number one issue that we do face is a, is a mental illness pro- problem. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm not saying that should subtract from the fact that we need to figure out the gun situation. I think, I think it goes hand in hand with like it, an evolution of, of yeah. humanity. Well, well, because the gun solution is, legisla- is legislation that could be quick acting that we could actually put in place in the next six months. Just the, mental illness, the mental illness problem, we got decades ahead of yeah, us yeah, of yeah, trying yeah. to fight this, situ- this situation. This could be like really... Stupid to say, right? But see how you've got 6,000 rounds, right? And you're saying, if there was something that said, this is a protection handgun, right? And it's loaded with one or two bullets. That's all you get, right? Your one to two bullets is a protection handgun, right? And 
say you do eventually have to use it, right? You go to a specific body and you say, this is the situation. It's been passed by the police and everything like that. I've used my round. I've used, you have to submit it. That's why I asked. Yeah, like you have to submit it and say, listen, look, I used my round because this situation happened. When when you've you've seen like the, 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 the types of riots and stuff that are happening. So he was right. That's stupid to say. What there he is advocating again in front of millions of millions of people on YouTube that are influenced by these personalities, these YouTube personalities. What he's advocating for is a government registered handgun that the government knows you have. You only get one or two rounds. And if you use them at some point, then you have to go to the government and say, hey, I used one or two rounds that I'm permitted to have. And then maybe the government gives you one or two back. I mean, that runs into so many issues of like, how do you even train to be proficient with that firearm? Um, What if you need more than one or two rounds to defend your life? What if there's more than one or two people who's trying to engage in criminal conduct against you? What if you need one or more than one or two rounds to defend your life against one person? I mean, again, it's interesting that this is the type of stuff that is being put out there um, to very impressionable individuals, a new new gun owners, potentially the demographic of these two, you know, YouTube channels and these YouTube personalities with the Sidemen and Logan Paul is the next generation. And this is the type of stuff that they're hearing through these podcasts. They are hearing these absurd gun control propaganda discussions that are advocating for the mainstream media talking points as far as gun control, the anti-gun agendas, discussions about gun control, the common things like red flag laws, background, these crazy, crazy background checks and these universal background checks, and these you know weird terms that they throw out that aren't really real, um, bans on AR-15s, bans on magazines and all these things. And then here you have them saying, well, well, I have a solution. What if you just have this government issued handgun with one or two rounds and that's all you get to defend yourself? Absurd that that is what they're advocating for. Especially in LA, where like these guys lived and I lived at the time. Yeah. It's scary, bro. Like, it's yeah. And, and, that's, and even, that's why I asked him, but he's, the, he's even LA now, man. These, 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 the way these people saying, don't come in ones. Yeah, they okay. come in threes, they yeah. come in fours. It's just, it don't make sense to me that it's like when you speak about it, you're like preparing for like The Walking Dead. This is what it feels like. It's like, a, that's it's not, like no, no, no. it's so outside the box to me. That you're doing this for just other people, which is why you're this conversation this is, is, is interesting. It blows my mind that you are preparing for other humans, not like the well, world ending. Evil ended. exists. Man. Evil exists, no so, doubt. So yeah. how am I supposed to walk around? Comp- Listen, I I don't. It's just interesting because this YouTube channel, the Sidemen, and the representative of Sidemen, and he's you know from the UK. It seems like he's built this character of what he thinks an American gun owner is, that there's some sort of crazy prepper or walking dead prepper, and that's what they're preparing for. No, these are just moms and dads, sons and daughters, grandmas and grandpas, cousins, whoever, just average people, normal people who have normal jobs, who have normal families, who want to have a firearm, who have the right to have a firearm to defend themselves and their family. They're not these characters that he's built that are doomsday prepper people. Now, if you're a doomsday prepper or you're a prepper, that's awesome. I do prep stuff as well on my own. I think that's also really important. Um, But it's just this weird character that they've built in their minds. And it's this weird straw man that they're arguing against. And it's just interesting that that is the narrative that they're putting out there. Trust, man. If I can live in a world where I don't have to have it. Awesome. Yeah. But bro, like I'm watching these 
terrible news happen, and I mm. just don't want to be on the news on a, as a dead man. Like I, I want okay. to protect myself. On a day-to-day basis, I, I would say that I, like, even when people say, oh, people say they don't believe that we walk around in London or whatever, which is true. You, it, horrible things happen in London, but I live my life on a day-to-day basis that I trust that the human race will just treat me as a human. That's how I want to. I don't. I don't want to be so pressured. I like. Into, I, li- I like. What about I, the kids that's that yeah. trusted that that's the thing. go to school? Again, or like, again not everyone's. Like- not everyone's wired to think. Ah, uh, really hope that the human race treats that's, me as I treat the human race. I'm, today. I'm unwilling to be that vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's too much evil. Do you think bold, that's going to change bold. when you have your kid? Yeah, first. With, without a doubt. Yeah. Without without a doubt, I think my views will change 100 percent because at that point. I have to care for myself in a different way because I've got to preserve myself to take care of that person now, right? If you had to move to LA right now... Absolutely. God, no, no, you have to. God, I have to, yeah. right? Okay. okay. You have to move to LA with your daughter. Yeah. And when you move in, the guy goes, listen, the neighbor is rough. He's shooting all the time. Do you want to buy a gun before I leave? Last chance. Would you want something to protect your family? I still wouldn't. Still wouldn't take it. Again, I feel... He I don't think... His daughter is a shield. Yes, <laughs> 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 it's... An hard man game because I I haven't lived in a world where I n- literally I I don't know what that feeling you know how like the feeling inside you when the stuff's going on outside right yeah. I w- I've not experienced that so I don't know what that actually feels like I don't feel I don't feel that chemical thing in my brain where I feel like this is about to happen right I need this, yeah. so so the fact even your theoretical situation you're pointing to me I can't fully understand because in my head again like I said I would trust that the world would see me caring for my daughter and just think. We're heart. humans, yeah. man. We're humans. At the end of the yeah, day, I wish but again, it could be like that. yeah, this is this, that's but, beautiful. Just interesting the perspective. I mean, I, I can't relate with this. This is very sunshine and rainbows. Um, he doesn't feel threatened at all. He hopes that people will treat him well, but treat him just as a human. And I would just say, I think he's he's not. There's no way he's ignorant about the human condition that there are evil people out there that don't care that you don't want them to do bad things against you. There's evil out in the world. There are evil people out in the world. And you can't walk around with this sunshine and rainbows. And maybe it's just because he's a huge YouTuber and he feels really isolated from the average day person's reality. Um, Maybe he lives in a really nice neighborhood and a really nice house and never is faced with any adversity. But I would say, and what they're trying to do is put him in this situation of, well, what if you were in a bad situation? Would you want a firearm to protect yourself? And he's just like, oh, you know, I would never think about that. That's not my mindset. I would just hope people would treat me as a human and everything would be hunky-dory and we would all just hold hands and skip under sunshine and rainbows and, you know, fields of flower. And it just it's interesting that there are people out there who have that mentality. You know, that's their mentality. But I tried to be a pragmatist and a, you know, a realist, you know, and be, and I'm sure a lot of you are watching this and listening to this are the same mindset that, you know, that there is real evil out there that doesn't care about what you want. Um, they will try to do evil upon you and it happens every single day. So I, you know, it's just, it's interesting that this mindset is out there and is being fed to the next generation. This is what I think, right? So if I had a gun and someone pulls out a gun on me, I'm not going to be able to pull out. They're going to shoot you if you have uh, that to whole, The whole gun, good gun, beating bad gun thing, I think is a lot less likely than mm. people. I mean, Brian, the, 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 hold on, hold on. That's, that it, doesn't 
Oh, no, 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 no. That's what I'm trying to say. It yeah, just doesn't. Yeah. There was like, like, there was like, like it 10 takes a years. guy with a good gun. To, bro, all you see is these mass shootings. Yeah. There, by the way, there's officers bro, of there's the law. Officers of the, the law waiting and there's a person to, to not there do anything. People to, and, bro, by the way, like, if so, it, um, the, I'm not saying, like, don't give yourself a chance. I am, I totally believe in gun, responsible gun ownership. Yeah. I really do. I'm going back to that right now. Give yourself a chance responsibly, background check, mental yeah, health, yeah. restrictions on on capacity, all that. But the, the the idea of that defense happening is just very. It, it you just yeah. don't see it happens. All, by the way, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Wait, there's wait, tons of in, there's tons of instances of it. There's but so many. So it's. Crazy to me that the, this type of and it's infuriating listening to this because again I know that this has gone out to millions and millions of impressionable young people that are listening to this and of course you know that's disregarding all the curse words and everything that's going on in this podcast but it's going out to our next generation and you have here people saying well a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun doesn't really happen those numbers are inflated and I would say who do you think stops these shooters it's always a good guy with a gun. Who do you call in to stop someone like a shooter? You call the police, a good guy with a gun. And then if you were to look at the statistics, the CDC statistics, which they tried to remove and hide about defensive shootings, it's in the millions per year. So good guys with guns, yes, 100% stop bad guys with guns. That's pretty much always what happens. A good guy with a firearm comes in and stops a bad guy with a firearm. And yet here they're saying, oh, that's not real. That doesn't really happen. Then why do we have police? Why do we have the military? Why do we have any of these things? Why do we have good guys with guns if they're ineffective? It's just interesting that they are skewing their mentality to just adopt this mainstream anti-gun agenda and then push it out to their audience. How many incidents? No, there's, if there's, you go on, if you go online right now and you just type in compilation of people saving their lives from having a firearm, you find but what I'm millions, billions. But if you found millions, and you wouldn't obviously find millions, but if but you, you would find, find millions, you wouldn't find millions. But if you found hundreds, you would you could find a billion of person wasn't able to pull out gun fast enough and got killed. Trying. I think it's more like That's you like, save like, someone like, bro, else with a gun than save yourself. But like, if you had one in your house, like you wouldn't be in the situation you'd witness the situation and stop it with your gun rather than someone pulling a gun on you and, and you pulling your gun on them. that's what happens. So, like, for example, in Arizona, there's many cases where somebody would come in and shoot and the other person next to them would shoot them. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's well, for sure. So that stopped the person from killing all the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, it's le it's it, there's more instances of that not happening is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? There are True, instances True, guys, listen, it. like, again, I, I get it. I, I, I understand why you're so passionate. Listen, like, when I hear these stories, the first thing I think of is, man, I really hope we don't get numb to this. No, no, we are. That's we are. why we're having no, and I pray and I we're pray we don't come to it because because nothing happens. So while editing this, I realized that my outro was cut out for whatever reason. But that's the uh, reaction to the Logan Paul podcast, the impulsive podcast with Logan Paul, one of the biggest YouTubers here on the platform and the sidemen again between these two channels, these personalities, there's close to 40 million subscribers and millions and millions of views and millions of impressionable like young individuals, the next generation of potential gun owners who are being fed a lot of the anti-gun agenda, a lot of the anti-gun talking points. And hopefully that just added some perspective that maybe this gets out to those people, those 
individuals, these young individuals who want to hear a different perspective and not just be spoon fed the uh, ridiculousness that really was in this podcast. Um, hopefully you guys found this information interesting as well, because I know a lot of you maybe aren't exposed to other personalities here on YouTube, like Logan Paul and the Sidemen. Maybe you're not aware about their channel at all because you don't watch that type of content, but that is also what's going on here on this platform. Um, and it's happening on this platform between big personalities, personalities and content creators that, you know, pretty much make me pale in comparison to their channels. We're talking about, you know, 28 million subscribers on Logan Paul's alone compared to my 500,000 subscribers. And this is the type of conversation that's going on in relation to firearms, the Second Amendment and gun control. So spread this news around, spread this information around, try to help inform other people here on this platform and other social media platforms as well. Hopefully you guys have found this informative and thank you guys so much for all of your support. If you like this video, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, again, share these videos. And if you're listening to this on the audio side of things, make sure you are following either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and make sure you leave reviews and ratings because that helps the algorithms over there as well. So thank you guys so much for all of your support. And never forget this nation was built by arm scholars and this nation will be maintained by arm scholars.